I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. You're listening to Andy's Girls. Enjoy our new audio. And if you like what you're hearing, please let us know by reviewing and subscribing on iTunes. Good news. I see life through rose colored glasses. A cookie master. That means I just farted in Japanese. 
It's Andy's Girl Podcast 33, episode 33. Wait, that took a second. What is it? A Cookie Master. I thought you were saying you were a cookie monster. Right? I was into it. Well, that's the only reason why I remember remembered it from when I was in Japan. And I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And I think I came up with that tagline while I was on the toilet the other day. Oh my God, thank you so much for really adding some color. Right? I was like, because you know, it was, it kind of reminded me of a throwback to like, NYC and how they're just like, but I'm pretty. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh my God, this is so appropriate. Tuning it's one of those. and beauty, um, two of my favorite things. Guys, episode 33. Woo! Happy Friday. So much to discuss. Oh God. First off, we are back with our new expensive audio after having some technical difficulties <laughs> that happened literally 90 minutes before recording. Reco- no. Actually, maybe even an hour before recording with Damien last week, which he actually, I think, wanted to (laughs) discuss during the recording, which I sort of did as well. But I think then last week's episode would have just been me uh, in the fetal position crying the entire time. (laughs) I had to take four, how many, I had to take four cars in the span of an hour to four different businesses looking for, because our new recorder has super specialized batteries, or the lavaliers rather, that we use. And it literally took me going back to the place that I bought the equipment from that was recommended to me by a colleague who specializes in um, AV. Guys, I know you're wondering why I didn't talk to him sooner, but like, I don't know. Um, they have sold me. I have, it was this week, going there a couple days ago, was my fourth trip no. specifically there because they keep selling me broken equipment. And the same, uh. the same associate who keeps selling me stuff that like doesn't fit. Every time I see her, she never apologizes. I'm like, I I just paid $20 to come see you because the stuff you sold me doesn't work. And she's never... She don't give a fuck. She doesn't. She could give... Is that Doree? (laughs) Doree? Doree, like her actual job works in a store. She takes off her wig and she's actually (laughs) like... This it might woman. be one of Dorit's nannies who's like <laughs> hiding. Um, it was kind of crazy. So I went back and was like, you need to, like literally right before recording with Damien, I called them. I was like, you guys must have these batteries. And they're like, yeah, we have them. We have them on reserve for you. I was like, okay, because I'm in a car on my way downtown. And when I was two blocks away, they called me back and they're like, you know what? We're so sorry. We just sold them to someone else. Are and you then, fucking kidding I know. me? And then I lost my mind. And I'm one of those people because I've worked. I, you know, I've, everybody I know has worked in the service industry. You know, I went to school for musical theater. We're all, we were all trained. We all, our parents all spent $100,000 so that we could become yeah. really good waiters. Yeah. So I really try as hard as I can not to murder people. But I had to actually, work. this week when I went back in, I had to say to myself outside, I was like, murder is bad. Murder, murder is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I will not kill you. I will not kill you. I will not kill you. If repeat, I do, repeat, if I do, repeat. if I'm on the cover of the post, please let me look pretty in the like tablecloth that I throw over my face. Oh um, God! So as to not appear in front of the press, um, guys. So anyway, that's the long-winded way of saying I hope you enjoy um, the recorders, um, the new tech. Please let me know if you do. Um, say nice things. That would be phenomenal and like a really nice breath of fresh air and new experience. Um, so interesting, couple pieces of housewife news. First off, broke today that Heather Dubrow is not going to be returning after five seasons. Thank of God. Wait, Which, you mean Orange County? Oh my God, yes, Orange County. Yeah. Um, 
think God over her. Over her, but kind but of more upset of, but, that we're not getting yeah. to see the house. But more upset, like, I'm over her husband. But she's also just gross, Well, I wonder. So I wonder if it was, like, a family decision where Terry was like, oh, we're just going to continue with being just about is me. Is Kelly coming back? I'm sure that Kelly is coming back. But I I would say... But it wouldn't surprise me if she pulled one of those Nini things and was like, I'm sorry. If she comes sorry, back, I'm not doing it. If she comes it. back, I'm not doing it. And they're like, well, she's coming back. But then also, she has, like, so many safes on her closet. It's like, her closet is one of those, like, panic rooms. I'm upset. (laughs) So, like, they they can't let anyone know where they live. I panic about the enormous amount of Chanel that she has. So, someone, um, one of our Andy's Girls listeners, Jackie, said, you have to sign up for Heather Dubrow's YouTube channel called Heather's Closet because every week she gives something away. What? And I was like, I I was like, I feel like that's a scam and she's going to give away, like, I don't know, an empty champagne bottle or or some of her, like, dumb toilet paper. But I signed up anyway, and I haven't actually watched a single episode. I think I tried watching five seconds, and I was kind of repelled by it and couldn't continue. But, guys, if anyone has ever heard of someone winning something from her YouTube channel, please let me know so that I can get in touch with them and find out what that item was and if it was, like, Gap Outlet that she bought for her housekeeper to look a certain way or whatever, or if it was, like, legit... Some kind of something. I don't see her. Like, she, she went she down to a... Chinatown and, like, barter with someone and then was like, oh, here's <laughs> my Chanel like, purse. And you're like, this like, is actually fake. In. I know. It's called, it's Chanel. Her channel bag. She's like, I sneezed on my friend's credit card that she doesn't use anymore <laughs> that's expired. So, you get to have it. Yay! <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say about Heather except she was interesting for a while. And some of her moments nannying Kelly Dot, I was into. But I have to say she has seemed kind of tired on the show. I wonder if the reason that she's parted ways with the production, which I actually do think was like mm-hmm. mutually agreed upon, I wonder if it was because she was maybe kind of done with it. I don't think she's really doing anything with her acting career over and above what she's already done. I no, love, seriously. I love how like we refer to her having an acting career. Well she does like Good Day LA or whatever the fuck <gasps> it is. Which Again, we refer to it as an acting career. Which the only reason why she does like Good Day LA or like <laughs> hosting because is because of Housewives. Like it helped re jet her career. Granted well, she did do some acting things, but it's bitch not a plays, lot. I know. Like, and I wonder if the reason that it's happening is because um you know, because she didn't really, she felt like Kelly Dodd was like a step too far in the wrong direction, but also that they were trying to break up the alliances because right now it's so, so, so yeah. separated with Kelly and Vicky G versus essentially everyone else. Uh-huh. Megan King Edmonds also this week announced that she was leaving the show, which we knew about. Oh, okay. She intimated she wants to go to St. Louis. Yeah, to she be wanted with, to go to another state. So she obviously couldn't man. be. I know, that would be difficult if you're like... But I wasn't really a fan of her either, though. Oh my god, I love Megan King Edmonds. I don't know, I just... I mean, (laughs) granted, I didn't watch the season because I was like, this is weird. I can't handle this. Oh, it was so good. It was was crazy, I'm just uncomfortable. I can't keep up with these women. They're just too much. It's just like... Me, 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 me. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think Tamara and Vicky are genuinely arch enemies at this point. It's a hard thing to come back from when... Your former best friend is like saying that your husband maybe is on the DL. I don't know what's going to happen with that filming. Lord knows I love me some Bedore. And also, you know, I think it's probably more realistic that Gretchen will return to OC versus Daniel Staub returning to New Jersey. 
So I think that if we're talking, there are these continued conversations about, is Danielle going to return to Jersey? I really don't oh, have an answer. Oh, shit. But you know what? It wouldn't surprise me since they she goes to visit her yoga. I know. I with can't with Teresa. fucking Teresa. She's such a piece of shit. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, um, well, but just sort of circling back to OC, I I do think that there is a potential for Gretchen to return. I mean, I had that interview with her was she a the month or two one? ago. The yeah, one Gretchen the... Christine purses, okay. Gretchen Christine Butte, Gretchen Christine okay. everything. And I think that she's itching to go back. I mean, she didn't say that explicitly. I think the door is sort of open. I think it would be a money conversation with them. I don't know that Bravo feels like they need to spend that kind of money at a certain point because yeah, but with... every year they'll get drama. But it would be interesting just in the sense that she's aligned herself off camera with, um, with Kelly and Vicky. And I oh. think that if it was Kelly and Vicky and um, Gretchen... Versus Shannon Bedore. <laughs> Sorry, I and camera and Jesus. Hold on, and every, Jesus Christ. Every time you say Gretchen, I keep thinking of Mean Girls and Gretchen Wieners and oh Pop Tarts or yes. No Tarts or Strudel. Every so, what is it? Every Wednesday they wore pink. I was not yeah. actually really a Mean Girls person. Really? Oh no, everyone I, was. I know. Every I was heartbroken I know when I didn't get that audition. It. Oh yeah, when I, I got, actually auditioned for Mean Girls got, and Musical. Which the best part was, it was like. A older white male hip hop choreographer. choreographer. Oh, like, you guys, Broadway. Like, you're really good at everything you do. Granted, here's the thing: like the combination wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. But it was still one of those when you go in, you, you're like, okay, great, it's gonna be hip hop. Da, 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 da. You, don't you don't think older girls, white male. You don't think older <laughs> white male choreography. Also, why would Mean Girls be hip hop? I would think it would be like super sassy. Or I don't just know, like, Tina Fey, that like woman. Fierce jazz something. Yes. I mean, uh, like Bring It On the musical, which I didn't but see, but it was like Lin Manuel. No, fuck Bring It On. Fuck Andy Blankenbuehler. Suck my dick, Andy. Oh my I'm God. saying that out loud. We're doing like, a deep dive into Broadway right now. Deep dive into Broadway. Um, sorry, not okay. sorry. Circling back, <laughs> circling back to the world of the housewives. So I had an interesting experience this past week. I went with a friend, actually, also from musical theater, from musical theater world, um, to the Baccarat. Baccarat? Oh my god, I just mispronounced it. You Baccarat? guys, to the Baccarat Hotel, which is oh. all crystal. So it's like everything that you eat or drink is served on Baccarat. Am I saying that correctly? Oh my uh, god, I'm girl, so I'm nouveau so riche. basic. Okay. I, I don't even know. We'll pretend. So um, we had our $28 plus tax and tip um, <laughs> cocktail <laughs> served out of Baccarat Crystal. We were there. We had a single round, number one. The cheapest people ever. We were there for at least two hours, had a single round, and it was, like, super fancy. It's, like, very, 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 very fancy, um, but I was 100% into it and wearing, essentially, a ball gown, which I, uh, like, a cropped ball gown, which I was super into. So I go downstairs after, um, at the end of the night, take a photo of uh-huh. um, a crystal chandelier that was, like, a million dollars. <laughs> Put that on Snapchat. Um, Waiting for my car to get back to the Upper East Side. And I see a group of guys. And I don't think anything of them. They're just like dumb white men with too much money that I should have. Just ugly. Um, Just ugly. And they're talking. And I'm, of course, because I'm waiting for my car, 100% eavesdropping on them. But I don't think anything. Then I hear one of them say, exactly. Then I hear one of them say, something, something, young in the restless. And I'm like, that's weird. 
And why so that, be talking about why that? Why are we talking about the neurosis? Then I heard someone say fuckability. And I was oh, like, oh my God. What? So I literally am thinking to myself, what is this tweet? I'm going to start to live tweet these guys. And it's just yeah. going to be like, this is what happens. Um, so they start talking about fuckability. Then I hear them say Eileen. Oh, no. Like, uh-uh. Don't talk about like, Eileen. And then I was like... What are they talking about? And then yeah. one of the guys is talking about fuckability and age, and it's like Eileen is fuckable. And I was like, what? There, there are so many issues with this conversation, Mm-mm. starting with the fact that why are you talking about a real housewife of Beverly Hills yeah. randomly outside of a, a hotel in Midtown? It didn't make Mm-mm. any sense. Then one of them starts talking about Lisa Vanderpump. And er? I know. Stop and I the was wheels. Like, I know. And I was like, what is happening? And one of them had a British accent. And I'm like, oh my God. No, no, And I'm like, no. oh my God, this guy from <gasps> London is just sort of talking about knowing Lisa because oddly enough, they're talking about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for no reason. And he's trying to like pretend he knows this like cast member. And I'm like, that is so weird. And then I start texting Damien, OG of the AG, as, as all of us know, um, who created this fabulous Smithsonian-esque Real Housewives podcast with me last year and I'm texting him and I'm I'm texting him essentially to say can you believe that there's a group of straight men outside of this random hotel talking about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills how crazy is that and I look over at them just to get a real look because I was kind Uh of pissed that they were talking about how fuckable Eileen is and I should exactly right Go, yay women, feminism, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I look over and I'm like, oh my God, it's PK. <gasps> no, no, shut up, and shut I up, And I literally continue texting Damien because I'm like, what to do? Oh God. Car oh is God. arriving in a minute. PK is literally in front of me. The guys oh like smile at me. By the way, tits out for like days, like full, full boob. Like I was really nope. living a look uh, that night. Oh so my God. I'm like, oh my God, it's PK. And then I realized these guys that are surrounding him are still straight, wealthy white men from wherever the fuck staying at this extremely overpriced hotel. But I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that it's PK. And I go over to him and I'm like, PK? And he's like, hey, I'm like, I host a real... Yes, (laughs) yes, you fucking better. We were talking about you and Doreen last week, not saying like, we were not saying the nicest things, but like things happen. And he was like, hey, hello, how are you? And I oh, said, oh, oh. can I get a photo with you? And I ended up, we did this like essentially photo shoot, had the doorman take a photo, which I did not approve of. He gets a call and presses ignore on the call and is like, let's find like good lighting. So we go to find good lighting and then take, I don't know, eight or nine selfies. And I'm literally dying. <sighs> I can't. He, honestly, listen guys, as we know no. from past, for the past several weeks, I've had huge issues with PK and Dorit. I have to say, he could not have been sweeter to me. Maybe because of the boobs. This maybe is, because he needs fans, and I mean, he maybe knows this. Because he needs fans, and because he, like, he wants to be industry. a he wants to be a fucking celebrity. He and might that's why. listen. God bless him. He's well on his way because they are certainly leaving their mark on Beverly Hills. But I was like so overwhelmed and in shock. Immediately was like dying. Then I realized it was the same night that Dorit was on Watch What Happens Live. It was pretty late at night, so that's why oh. they weren't telling. I think they were doing a lot of press. Um, Dorit was on Watch What Happens Live with um, Boy George. A great episode, well, by the way. what time is it at? Watch What Happens Live is live at 11 o'clock. So was it before it? Because he was at Watch What Happens Live in the audience. It must have been. Yeah. What time did I start? Guys, and I started texting photos of it to essentially... 
everyone on planet Earth and some people from Mars. I don't know what time was it. What day of the week did I go to? I went either to, way. I mean, it was on Tuesday. Yeah, so I saw him on Tuesday. Dorit was on Watch What Happens Live either Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it was Tuesday. I watched the episode after the fact. Um, but it was just kind of, I mean, imagine if it had been like him and Dorit and Boy George at once. I would have like literally stroked out. It would have been, I would I mean, have like had a party I hate them stick. so much, not Boy George. Mucho respect. But the other two I hate so much. But I would still have lost my shit. I, I mean, would have like shit out like my asshole. Crazy. So then I'm thinking about the conversation that I had. I'm like, he is actively participating in a conversation about how fuckable Eileen is. Problem run. Then he's like having a genuine conversation about his relationship with Lisa, which I realize is not bullshit because you know whatever relationship they have, I mean it's completely they 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 have something. I mean she brought them on the show. But you were also talking about how old he said she was. How like, old what? Eileen was? Yeah, it no, was no, no, kind no. Of... I thought you said that about Vanderpump. Wasn't he talking about how old Vanderpump was? And like, no, I can't he she's was so old. <laughs> no, no, no. He was talking about. Eileen's age and fuckability, his relationship with Lisa. He did mention that Ken has aged in the past year, which is true. I mean, Ken is like an older, Ken is like at least 10 or 15 years as senior. What I don't understand is why would a bunch of straight men be just chatting about this? Because they're fans, which I found astonishing. The straight men? Yes, these older white (gasps) straight men. Oh, to try to get their wives on it so they can go cheat on them No, 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 no. They were genuinely fans of the show. Like they were saying to him, like, at the end of the night, they like to just watch TV. Which says a couple things. First off, they recognized him before I did, which is yeah. kind of amazing when you think about it. It was just, it was like kind of crazy. Like these guys recognized him before I did. I didn't even key into the fact that he was the British guy to having conversations with them until like minutes into their talk. The fact that I happened to be outside at the exact moment that he was like kikiing with these guys. And these guys were genuinely saying like they just watched the show to like, my jaw is on the floor. Can you believe it? It was kind of, I mean, it was kind of amazing. I was super into it. Wow. I had a weird week. Plus, I tweeted a picture of myself. We, um, Evan and I actually went to the Women's March in D.C. Ooh. And um, so I had a sign. Um, <laughs> I had a sign with sayings on both sides. One side said, um, if I wanted to get fucked, I'd be on Tinder, which I sent to my mother, which my mother showed apparently to everyone because I saw Good. my mom in the city this week and she's like I just want to let you know that I, I showed it to co-workers and one of them said she wanted to be like you and I you was like, like then be like me I was like okay that's weird and then on the other side I decided to do something real housewife specific so I carried a sign at one point that said um, it was just a little real housewife of New York <laughs> non sequitur that said please don't let it be about Tom which I yeah. thought was entirely appropriate because I hope this women's march is not about Tom. Tom is it about Tom it is about Tom so I because tweeted I'm sure it. someone from there has slept with Tom amen I'm sure um, and so I tweeted it and then Andy retweeted it which has like 350 likes on Twitter right now so I had a very exciting week first I like kikied in my head with Andy Cohen and then I kikied in real life with PK which is a sort of an interesting um situation interesting situation interesting lead into this week's uh Beverly Hills because you and I may disagree with this and I say 100% bring it on mm-hmm. but I genuinely did not mind Dory nor PK this week and Evan right now guys I just gave you the biggest side eye me... I almost fell out your Wait, window so did you not 
first off, the rollerblading I thought was adorable. I think it was a fraud. Did you know she knows how to fucking rollerblade? We're not no, stupid. Dorit, Dorit, no, Dorit. No, watch her. And she, but the, then she goes, "Oh, I got this," and then it's like, "Oh wait, I need to make good TV. Let me just throw myself into the grass. I Give me mean, a fucking break." Wait, no, I oh, really, I've never been on roller skates. I really liked it. I was like hundred uh, percent into it. Plus, she's such a fraud. <laughs> Such a fucking fraud. And then, oh, hold on. Don't you think I noticed the beginning of the episode? How was her hair done? It was done like Erica when she was in the desert last year in Dubai. I mean, Erica does not own an inside-out French braid situation. No, but down the center, straight down the back. How I she mean, did it in Dubai? That's no, just she like a doesn't. Long hair no, 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 no. No, it's Does not Erica like she fucking Jane owns own it. The long braid? No, how many girls do you see walking down the street like that? Well, Where it's like no. popped out of their heads, it's, fierce like that, it is, down it their is back. A, it is a genuine look. It's very downtown. It's like a very down. I don't know anybody in New York that would like. I haven't seen a girl in New York. I haven't seen a girl in LA. I haven't seen a girl in Michigan. I haven't seen a girl at the Trump rally. I haven't seen a girl at the Women's March. No one. No one. Well, it's a it's a special look kind of look. It's like yeah, it's a special look that she got the idea from Erica the season before. But yeah, I don't know about her. Bitch, bye. I mean, oh god. What did you think about Boy George's performance? Which I was kind of surprised that Jarice He sounded party... so bad. Oh, what? We didn't even hear him, though. Yeah, we did. No, Something I watched was him going twice. On. Girl, yeah, he was singing. He we was singing did? Come on, come on, come on, chameleon. I yeah. don't remember hearing him It was just like right when it started. Right, yeah, no. Rewind. Watch it. <gasps> no, he like starts off and it's like, let's just hope that it's just like the acoustics are bad, right? Let's just say that because I like the boy George. I don't understand him and Dorito's relationship. And here's the thing with all of that is I honestly think that she is just like far up his ass. I don't feel like it's a real substantial relationship because he's like throwing shade at her. But does she throw shade back at him? You never hear. You never see it. And then the photo of them on the steps looks super like imposed, like no one's business. And he's like at the forefront of it. And then you got fucking PK in the back like... I'm a creeper. I'm trying to become famous. Look at my cool friend. Oh like, my girl, bye. Girl, bye. Middle fingers so up. So strongly disagree. I, first off, I do mm. not remember Boy George performing, number one. Yeah, he did. Number, didn't. don't remember it. Number it's two, okay. I felt like this week all of the rage that I had channeled for mm-hmm. Dorit sort of went away. I mean, I understood. I'm an events producer and I understood the whole flower bullshit. I thought those flowers were horrific. Well, yes. I didn't understand yes. why the concert was inside. I think it should have been outside. If the whole thing with her getting a Buddha lounge for her birthday used rentals and staging and whatever from outside, it felt like they were like cutting costs a little bit with PK's birthday. Well, the thing but it is, might have, it was also 49 or whatever, but which it's means also next year like, it's going to be huge. So maybe they didn't want to make a big thing of it. But or they it just wasn't even about PK. And I think that's why I had the issue. It wasn't about his birthday. It was like about just having a party. No, it was about like, Oh look, I'm going to surprise you with boy George. Who it was like, it was like he was the fucking gift. For everyone else to be like, look, we're actually really cool. But if Boy George lived in your house, wouldn't you want him to perform a private concert for your friends? I would. I I don't know. I would like to have like a real relationship, not a business relationship. 
But if, I feel if a pop star is living in your house, you're telling me you would never ask him to perform with your friends? Which, no, by the way, on a reality show, which is great for you and great for the pop star, who also happens to be filming a show, uh, which is Celebrity Prince. No, which I understand, like, money-wise and business, it's really smart and intelligent. But if I live with my pop star friend, I'm not going to be like, sing for me. Like, they're not a monkey. They aren't a monkey. You oh my pay God, for that. I would be like, maybe you are a little bit of a monkey. Well, and that's the thing. Like, as an, a dancer, people all the time want to be like, come dance for me. Bitch, no, you got to fucking pay for me to dance I for mean, you. I mean, I think I don't living, just do that yeah, for no, free. Yeah, no, but he's also living in their house and isn't Yeah, but why don't we see him more if he's actually, quote unquote, living there? Why don't we see more of him in every fucking scene just walking around the so house? So interesting. Right? I don't know. It just, they just really bother me. I don't like how involved PK is in the whole entire thing. It's almost like um when Nini called... Uh, Peter a bitch. Peter a bitch. And that's what how PK is acting. And that's why I kind of like had a lot of respect for the men of Beverly Hills because they didn't act like that. Well, they, Maurice like, has. Maurice no, has like gotten he's involved. Been, Maurice but, has gotten involved before to his and, own detriment. But like him and Ken have been involved. Against Brandy. But you don't hear... Um, like, PK literally gets involved in every situation. If Dorit's around, he's always there. Like, aren't you supposed to be managing someone... You have to be managing more than just fucking boy George. Like, why are you always there? You know what I mean? Like, it's similar to how Jersey, they're always there, but Jersey's about family. You know but what I mean? But if he wasn't there, then what would we be talking about? I mean, the whole thing with PK is that people love to hate PK. I mean, I'm glad he's there because it's at least something going on that's unrelated to Kim's addiction or, you know... A lemon tree in Yolanda's yard. Not that we're talking about Yolanda anymore, but seriously, he's giving us a lot. Love him or hate him, at least he's on the screen. I mean, uh, I at least appreciate that, I that just, something is happening. I mean, it just bugs me so much. I just want to wash my body when I see them on there because they. Up. I just am so. You didn't feel them. a little something for him? No, because here's the issue: is Tell fucking me. Dorito ends up being like trying to make it out to Lisa um, Vanderpump that. Lisa Renner, Renner has, like, a drug addiction with all of these, okay, like, pills so in that plastic bag. so we need to talk bag. about this. We need to talk about this. Well, and they were obviously vitamins. I'm sorry. I've never seen pills that are see-through capsules like that. Like, give me a fucking break. Okay, we need to talk about this. She, I actually ugh. thought it was insane that Lisa Renner had a bag of anything walking into someone who has made their brand addiction's house. Like, right, Eden but the is, thing Eden, is, is... Eden brings her addiction with her when she says I know, hello. but the, my only thing is, is Eden's addiction was alcoholism, and she doesn't have a, didn't have a problem with pills or vitamins or prescription drugs. Okay, and that's problematic for several reasons. If Eden's addiction is alcoholism, which everyone's a snowflake, you can decide what your body can take, and that's something you should decide with doctors and therapists and whatever else, then people can't really get against Kim for taking Monty's pills last year. I mean, no, the, which I the, actually the, disagree with. I think that it was problematic that any that if you are an addict in any way, taking a stimulant or like an upper or a downer in any capacity is probably a bad idea. I know people with alcohol addictions, they don't take cold medicine because it contains alcohol. I mean, I right. think you have to be really, really, really strict and know for yourself what could lead you down a path that you don't want to be on anymore. Which is why I thought it was weird that Eden was talking about Valium or Vicodin or whatever, Xanax or whatever it was that she was talking about. Because I was like, that is so strange for someone who has made it her sole purpose to investigate a complete stranger's 
addiction and whether or not it like suits the path that she herself has taken. Mm -hmm. And then you're joking, maybe not about taking painkillers. I mean, that felt weird to me. I thought it was strange that Lisa had a bag of something in her purse. I I genuinely thought it was weird. I mean, that's weird, especially because they're not like marked on what each one is, even though she knew. I didn't really 100% get the joke. I didn't. I thought the conversation with Dorit and LVP was strange in that obviously Dorit is trying to create drama out of nothing. Some kind of drama by saying it. But, but also has there's a grain of truth there in that like why was the bag there? And then Lisa's response, which is like, What the fuck are you talking about? I do I sort of was like on everybody's side and also well, like, sort L- of confused by all of it. L V P like shut that shit down. She was like, You're acting Like what are you actually like, trying to say? She, yeah, and she was just like, You're making it out like this was a bigger issue than what it was and obviously she doesn't have a, a drug issue because it's blatantly obvious she her prescription is not working if she is, you know, like making a joke out of it. The thing is, though, with um, abuse, just because I grew up in a household dealing with a lot of um, addiction and abuse, is it's like you can have someone who is addicted to alcohol, and then they could also be addicted to painkillers. Right, so they're but separate the thing addictions. Is, they're separate addictions, but they have a chance of definitely um, colliding. So it's like someone that has an alcohol issue, you want to be careful about the prescription drugs or the painkillers that they might be taking. That being said, though, is it's like they aren't necessarily both coinciding. The people that are like, nope, I, you know, I can't do pills, they can't do pills. So they need to watch both because, like, they are very addicted to things, so they have to be careful on what they do or take. Where she obviously doesn't have a pill problem. The thing is, is like where you go, oh, someone has a pill problem is when they're taking someone else's prescriptions or numbing themselves in a certain way to get out of it. Like that's where you go, okay, there's an actual problem. And the thing is, is Eden might not have a pill problem at all by any means, but Kim does. And that's a-okay. But the thing is, is that like, I think what Eden's saying is like, you can see Kim. She, at that dinner, was, like, on a breaking point. Like, she was not strong. And usually when you are completely sober and 100% there, you don't get that nervous, like, iffiness about you. Because there have been yeah, moments but, with Kim that is yeah, so right, clear and there's so much Kim, clarity. Kim is not a strong person to her core. Kim is a broken bird. So whether or not she takes... There are issues that Kim has in her life that she has had probably her entire life that are right. unrelated to addiction. Yeah. And I don't think that her becoming sober, I think it probably helps her a lot, but I don't think it changes who she is at her core, which is someone who's pretty broken. I mean, yeah. I think the person that comes out worse from this week by far more than Kim Richards is Eden. I think Eden looks like entirely insane. She broke up with her boyfriend because of him calling her type A while making fun of the fact that he was trying to get over an uh, addiction to cigarettes by taking nicotine mints. I mean, I thought but that was the thing is, insane. Like, the only reason why I could see eye to eye with her was because she, when, so she was already kind of grossed out about him eating this big juicy burger. And then he's taking these nicotine mints after. And the thing is that she's thinking when, while he's taking that is that he's craving a cigarette. So then all she sees in her head, because I saw it this way too, all she sees in her head is someone smoking right after they ate this, like, greasy thing. Right, like, it's kind of grossing you out yeah, inside. Yeah, but he's trying to cut down on it by taking a mint. No, which, the... which I totally understand. 
But like in her thought, like it just like grosses her she out. She only. To a certain I I genuinely think Eden only sees addiction, and when she looks at other people's, what she and remarks on theirs or critiques theirs or investigates theirs, what she's really talking about is her own struggle. I mean, I think it's crazy that she has fully diagnosed Kim after meeting her one time. Setting aside whether or not she's seen the show, she is so serious and so almost self-absorbed and set into talking about someone else's relationship because she has gone through this with her sister who's passed away, which is admittedly really sad, but saying that, I mean, I actually do think that Kyle is an enabler, but being so set into talking about these women's relationship like you're an expert, which you're really not, you're a survivor, which is very different from being an expert. I thought that was actually insane. And then watching Kim walk into the house knowing in the back of your head that these women talk while they're filming. It's not like everyone's yeah. like set in their own little on their own little island. These women talk. So you, she talks about the fact that in a confessional, the fact that she had helped Kim downstairs cuz of Kim's like fucked up knee and then goes and she didn't like thank me or like well, acknowledge, she acknowledge me. her. Well, it's just rude. Which is I'm nothing. sorry if you put out it's no but nothing. It's, it's nothing. Actually is no, but nothing. what it was all it was pointing out was that Kim is very like Spacey and rude and like cater to me. But who That's knows what, it what was Kim has out. been? Who knows what Kim was told about no, what Eden is saying? But if you were a whole, no, 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 that's that doesn't matter. If you were walking into someone's house and you were like, "Oh, I'm having knee issues," and someone reached out their hand to help you down a series of stairs, you say thank you, you. right? You, but you she thank didn't you, but do she that, need, so she, she was doesn't, just Kim owes nothing to Eden, and no, I think as the episodes does. air, Kim, I'm sure, is incredibly upset about how Eden is addressing her life, her relationship with her sister and everything else. And I just thought that was, Eden is putting way too much into looking at every single sign of Kim's behavior being emblematic of some larger issue that she's like dying or whatever. And some of that might be Lisa Rinna's fault for no, saying I mean, that she's No, I mean, a lot death. of it was Lisa Rinna's fault and dignity. Yeah, 100%. But here's the but thing, she, though. But they're all partnering on this. And I think it's completely ridiculous. I think Eden looks like an actual crazy pants person pretending see, to be inspector gadgets see I feel like here's the thing for me, me dealing with issues like this and dealing with a mother like kim who i no longer have contact with okay i definitely see it from a different perspective and i am very much on the side of eden where she's like i am here for you i've been through all of this i see what is going on i have been in your shoes and yeah, it could be a lot coming in right at you into your face, but I definitely see it from the perspective where Eden is like, girl, I get you. Like, almost like, come to a meeting with me. Like, this is something that we have to do because I know you're down a really slippery slope right now. And you were talking about how, like, oh, the kids are kind of like the um, but baby not, setting off. Listen, but then she's like, later, like, no, no, no. I was talking about, like, when I was a mother. And it's just like, I don't actually... Calm down. I... Okay. That's interesting. I don't actually... I don't think that Eden is doing this entirely to um, help Kim. I think Eden brings back a lot of Kim's struggles on herself. I actually thought it was really, really strange. So strange what Eden was trying to... That Eden was trying to compare Kim's nervousness about being a grandparent a first-time grandparent with being a first-time mom I actually thought that made a lot of sense that of course your your daughter is having your first grandchild you're gonna feel as nervous about her health and but the and only giving is... birth over um 
how you were as a first-time mother. I thought that was insane. But I thought no, that was insane to critique. I thought it was weird to no, but tell someone the that they're having anxiety as some sort of trigger for their addiction. No, because it is. When you, when you have addiction, anything small can set it off that because she's having anxiety over it. She's nervous. What does someone do to calm their nerves when they are nervous? Not, they take a sip of alcohol or they pop a pill to or calm they, them down. Or they find, find another substitute. That's no, actually but, not a, It's not only none of Eden's business times a thousand, but it's incredibly disingenuous and disrespectful and rude to bring that up in other people's company at a birthday party. That right. Is I, I mean, the insane. time and place was wrong, I yes, thought Kim was 100% in the I right see. for that and Eden was 100% in the wrong. And whether or not Eden looks at Kim and she sees her dead sister, so sorry, or she or Eden looks at Kim and she sees like this this is not going to end well is really no one's business but Kim's Kyle's and her family's obviously they're filming a reality show so people are going to talk about it but Eden is taking way too much ownership over a situation that is not her business and if she's trying to say that she's being like self-sacrificing or something or being charitable by talking about it it's really not coming across that way and it if it's getting so bad that Lisa Rinna says you're crossing a line, you're talking about something that's really none of your business, then I think she needs to kind of listen to it. And if it's going to go on from here and sort of devolve over the next couple episodes, then I think it's going to just be a real, like, Debbie Downer. I mean, the last several seasons of Beverly Hills, have they really deal with difficult scenarios. If you're talking about Kim's ongoing uh, addiction um, issues – which has gone back and forth, up and down over the past several episodes. If you're talking about Taylor and Russell and their abuse, mm-hmm. if you're talking about Camille going through a really intense divorce where she can't talk to her estranged ex-husband and they can't even communicate about childcare, um, there's in Kyle's relationship with her sister, which has been so bananas off the wall. There have been very, very serious, complicated, like family crises that have affected several cast members and it's sort of interesting that it's happened on beverly hills which touts itself as being so frivolous and fun and like diamonds and rosé which is kind of interesting is that people feel like that makes them something more than what they are like they don't really have all these fucked up issues fucked up family because they have money and things no they have all of those issues still but they are dealing with even larger drug addictions or something of that sort. The thing is, with the whole drug addiction thing, I see definitely where Eden's coming from. I know this because I've dealt... Guys, this I've is such a dealt, Debbie Downer. I've dealt... <laughs> so like, these girls. I mean, I've just, like, I've dealt with it firsthand. And yeah. I think, honest to God, she's navigating the water fine. She's being like, if you need help, I am here for you. Granted, time and place are everything. But also, have you noticed where Kim is like a little nervous and shaky? She's around fucking alcohol every single yeah, time, that's and a good that's point. that's why it's like so difficult. But oh, Eden, but here's what I want you to look Kimberly at: is Eden Richards. Eden's there too, being like, "Hey, I have a problem too." At at these parties, hey, I'm here if you need to talk. Because honest to God, if Kim's like, "I want to grab a drink," she can turn to Eden. Eden, I want to grab a drink. Yeah, I but- need your help. 
Like, right. granted, it's Luke not does being not delivered. Have that person personality. No, Kim has never been like, I have a it's... problem, except for that one season where she was stone cold sober and phenomenal. Right. But that I think that's the thing on what Ian's trying to do. But it's like, in the wrong time, wrong place, like, this could have been a phone call. This could have been an email. This could have been something reaching out and being like, hey, I'm going to. But also, when you saw Eden left, in my head, honest God, in my heart and soul, it was literally like, okay, I have to leave because there's so much alcohol. People are getting drunk. I need to leave. It's my time to exit. I have to do that at parties too. I've never had an addiction, but I've dealt really badly with an addiction with my birth mother. And there are points where I go, I have to leave right now because I can't handle this anymore. There's a certain point at a party where I, I'm not, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. I can't do this any longer. I can't deal with alcohol being poured. I can't deal with people... Right, like but this isn't going to a cocktail to party. This is you're filming as a friend of or cast member. Yeah, of a but at the show. same time, she's like, "Okay, I have to bow out. Like this is too intense for me because you, when you have someone that is going through addiction, they have to know. Okay, it's my turn to tap out. I have to tap out and leave from a situation that has alcohol or drugs or booze all around me. I have to tap out at a certain point. Eden left. Was like, okay, it's my time to tap out. I gotta go at a certain point. But Kim's just still there. Just nervous as right. fuck, as opposed to being like, okay, I have to go. It's my time oh, to go. No, Kim. she whips out that fucking electronic cigarette and smoking in someone's random house. Oh, you know, like, that's Kimberly. when she's nervous, or she gets shaky, her voice starts rattling, and that's the thing. Like, when you look at that one season where Kim was so fucking clear, yeah. and you look at now, something's going on. She's terrified. Something is going on with her, yeah, I because she was completely clear. I think she's just genuinely a broken person, and this is only going to get worse from here. I do want to touch base on um, Atlanta yes. very quickly, guys. Guys, a shorter episode this week. Um, but I want to just say Todd and Portia seems like a terrible relationship. Well, because and I, I had to talk to my roommates about this because yeah. I was, like, so concerned. So it was plain. And I was like, hold on. Why is Portia so fucking upset that he left his job for her? And my roommate goes, because he doesn't have a job or money coming in. So he in. can't support her and her imaginary exactly. future family. Exactly. And, and also, that's Todd's already a father. And it, none right. of that made sense. It didn't and make sense. And he's a lobbyist in D.C. Like, because I, I did a search on him. He's a lobbyist in D.C.? I thought he had some bullshit job. I didn't no, know he had no. a real person's like, job. A oh, lobbyist that explains in why the political thing was uh -huh. so important. And that's why it was oh like such so a like big Oh, my God. So he's like making real money. Yeah. Or and was. she's like, oh, great. He can't pay for me on of all course. this shit. So it's like, girl, you're the one with the issue. He gave up his job, but then she'd be pissed. He left me because of his job was more important. Like, there was no win. Right, there's no she win there. She just wants a storyline and be like, well, I just needed eggs. She's making a false storyline. She's a fraud. Bye, girl. I mean, <laughs> twirl on, twirl away. Um, thought the camp was phenomenal. Oh, thought God. Kenya's speech was phenomenal. Genuinely cried when those little yeah. boys were talking about, like, not having families and stuff. And the cried, one little died. boy that was like, I want to try to get my family out of Flint. That's why I do all these sports. Oh, my God. And loved I'm just it. like, someone, $55 million. That's all we need. I think we can pay for Save that them. instead of a fucking wall. I know. Um, I pack for weekends away like Cynthia does. I bring my own cheese. So I well, super appreciate I that like, she brought her own cereal. Right? I was well, obviously excited like, to it. I thought the frame photos were a bit, that's, that was a okay, bit much. Okay, that was a little but much. I but the cereal, she's like, crazy. I'm not going to eat your food. I was 100% into it. No, it wasn't like her saying, I'm not going to eat her, your food. Like, I'm being generous. It was her being like, I want to make sure my stuff is available to me when I need it, which is super selfish. And I'm 100% the same way. I would be absolutely. Oh, I didn't like, think of it that way. I thought of it like, <laughs> no, I want to have my Fruit Loops, no, she, and I'm not going to eat yours. Right, no, she was thinking, I'm concerned that you do not have Fruit Loops, so I need to bring my own, which I was 100% oh, into. Oh, fair. 
That's funny. I didn't Cynthia, say it's like the first and only time that I've ever agreed with you, and I 100% was loving it. Well, her um, house is going to have alligators, so we're going to have to agree with her more. <laughs> that pond, it's Atlanta. There are fucking alligators Wait, and snakes so in that first water. Off, who wants to live at a lake house? I thought that was kind of strange. No, in Atlanta, a lake in house Atlanta, in Atlanta? No, no, he, there he, are living creatures in there that will kill you in the sleep. No, and some no. of them are cast members. I mean, I thought that. I actually got confused by the whole appraisal thing because so she made an offer for like nine hundred thousand. Then she had an appraisal, I guess, based on that offer. Then a second appraisal came in that shaved off at least three hundred k, which uh-huh. is problematic. That's like you just paid a lot more for right, this. or like this right? This house is shit. And then a third appraisal came in that said like just kidding. The first appraisal was right. Nine hundred k is spot on. Which, to me, would seem to signify that something is wrong. Like, either the second appraisal person was completely terrible at their job, or, more likely, something is fucked in that house. Don't, wouldn't, I wouldn't say, if someone, if my realtor came back and was like, great news, it's back up to $300,000 more than how it was the second appraisal, I would think to myself, what happened at appraisal number two? Or, like, who were these people that did the appraisal? Right, or who are the people that did the appraisal? We didn't really see But at anything. least two out of the three were the, roughly the same numbers. Yeah, that's true. I thought it was a little weird, but also that's kind of what I've come to But also, I'm like, that, that house is way too big for one woman, so what the fuck? One woman and a ba- and a child who's, like, going to be going to who's, class soon, right? Her daughter's, uh, like, 14, 15, 16? No, girl, she's 17. <gasps> Now I think Who she's currently live 17. By, that feels like the beginning of a scary movie. Like yeah, the, the uh, by the, the lake. lake. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's alligators, and then she oh gets bit God. by one, and she can't Cynthia, get away. Get and then like guns. there's That's just crazy. A, a little bath is being made, and it just starts overflowing, and the house gets flooded because she's dead outside, <laughs> eaten by a fucking <laughs> no. crocodile. Cynthia, spin off. What happened to your carcass? Um, so that was crazy, and I have to say, so obviously the. Meat and potatoes of the episode was the very end of the episode, mm-hmm. which was Kenya's fishing for information to uh, what I thought was like to embarrass Portia, Portia in front yeah. of everyone, which was, I'm or, sure, malicious, certainly passive aggressive, but I actually don't, I don't think the part of asking Portia if she's going to fuck a bitch up at this was wrong. Portia. Mm. It has anger issues. So I don't think it's out of control to say, where are you in working on that? Obviously, Phaedra was like saying shit that she shouldn't have been. Right. But at the same time, did you notice that Phaedra's face when... Phaedra was shocked. Yeah. Well, but Phaedra's face when um, Portia was being like, you can't trust Kenya, all this stuff. It was almost like the state of shock of like... I was trusting her, but then you could see like the yeah, wheels turning totally going. Right. She was like, "Oh my god, I got fucked." She played but, me. Like, Yay, but yeah. then you could see the wheels turning, being like, "Oh shit, I have to choose what my true alliance is." My alliance has always been with Portia, so but I, need I to had go just with had her. this great experience with Kenya at the camp. So and like, the thing what is, do you is choose? like, hundred percent. But totally. the thing is too, and then on Watch What Happens Live, uh, Kenya was like, "Portia, uh, Phaedra is a, a slippery right, right, pig, right. Yeah, you yeah. know, like an oil or whatever." So it's just like obviously something is about to go down again between them because it was like they were on good terms, but I think Portia definitely is influencing uh, Phaedra's path and sight on things. Yeah, I thought it was a little kooky. I did also think there were several issues with that conversation and their confessionals in talking about it. Kenya talking about Sheree not being 
that Sheree shouldn't be allowed to have a voice in this because Sheree was in an abusive relationship was so shitty and shady and cruel and shameful in a weird way. And then Sheree's response, which was like trying to dance around it, made me super uncomfortable. Now, I don't know what relationship Sheree was in. I don't know if it was with Bob or someone else where she potentially was in an abusive relationship. But the way that Kenny was trying to manipulate that into silencing her was like really, really not terrific. Uh And Kenya also saying that Portia's anger and potentially abusive behavior was worse than Matt's because Matt destroyed property, but Portia like physically hurt people was not great. They both yeah. fucked up. They're both fucked but, up. Like, but what's also one is not better is than the other. No. Matt had blood and like glass all over her house. It's yeah, scary. and then like, but then what was like creepy is like. He spray painted her fucking cameras. Like that is insane. That is fucking insane. I am I'm right. terrified for Kenya that he's hiding in a fucking bush ready to I hit know. her with a bat. And it's like it terrifies me. And I'm like, I never thought that I'd be on Kenya's side, but it was like we saw so much of her kind of trying to make sure she made her mark on the show that right. we didn't get to see enough of the person. And when we did see the person and when she was stood up, we dealt with the other woman being like, Shut up, Kenya, you're not worthy. That we, like, created this falsehood of Kenya, and it's like, holy shit. Like, when did she become the voice of reason? Oh, it's when fucking Phaedra wasn't being truthful and hiding everything under the rug. And then she's sort of dancing back into this role now where she's saying things that aren't about um, triggering people. I mean, she was a little passive-aggressively with Portia, but what she's saying now about uh, trying to make Matt seem like a better violent person than Portia when Matt's idea of anger seems to involve planning and preparation and Portia's is like right Right off the cuff instinctive crazy which if I had to pick one over the other I would go for Portia over Matt because at least I don't think that she would break into somebody's house. I mean, she's going to push a bitch, but she's not going but to spray time, paint someone's look, cameras. Look at the situations in which she's pushed a bitch. She was getting pushed around from right? one side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it here's, was here's so the awful up. thing yeah, is that we're me. discussing which which violent, violent person, person is, is, more violent, is more violent which and is what is better that, to deal with. 100%, which is something that Kenya introduced, which I think is completely insane. I mean, I'm curious to see what's going to happen over the next couple weeks. It certainly got my attention, both um, Beverly Hills and Atlanta. On what we're Evan Sorry, 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 guys. Beverly you Hills guys is playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this is just where um, Beverly Hills is out in the background, and I know we jumped to Atlanta, but um, Dorit's speech. Dorit's awful speech is about to Someone happen. But but what's funny guys, is I that Boy George is about to seen in the background oh where so where um, Sarah was like, oh, he didn't sing. I didn't hear him sing a voice, but he's about to actually sing Guys, something I right really now. Guys, I really don't remember us hearing him sing. <laughs> he's about to. Like, his vocals are about to come out in, no. like, two seconds. I promise okay, you. I, like, right now. Okay, so we... No. Just <laughs> a commercial. You guys, I will make it a mission to rewatch for the third time this episode of Beverly Hills and report back to you. He did sing. I swear to God, he did not sing. Meanwhile, Damien and I have a bet about Atlanta um, net worth that I will investigate for next week, guys. This week oh. has been kind of crazy, but we have a bet that we were tweeting each other where if it is true that 
um, Candy Burris Tucker has as much money as Lisa Vanderpump. <gasps> if it's true, which I 100% do not think it is, then I am taking Candy, who isn't aware of this, and Damien out to dinner at Old Lady Gang. Her still as of oh yet unopened. It isn't <laughs> so open that, yet? No, she's bleeding money. So oh, I think she has a dollar and it's going into fucking like paying for a sous chef. If I am correct in that Candy is wealthy but does not have Lisa Vanderpump money, Girl, you Damien keep forgetting. is buying me a sex toy from, <laughs> from her, from Candy's. <laughs> What's the name of it? I was going uh, Candy Oh, no, God, Candy Coda Click. <laughs> uh, candy um, Nighttime Candy. Sex Time. Sexy Candy in my, six, vagina. In my I don't know. Um, so he's buying me that, which I'm super excited about. So, Damien, if you're listening, I will um, investigate like a freaking PBS online. Uh, real side note um, she wrote songs for TLC and no, shit. No, I know. She is. Damien, she's Damien rolling. No. She, Girl, Damien started she got tweeting money. me saying how. I don't discount that, that Candy has enough money that she can buy houses next to each other for really no apparent reason, including a guest house that is larger than my apartment building. Yes. I don't I don't discount that, but she does not have Lisa Vanderpump money. Candy has enough money to seem like Lisa Vanderpump in Atlanta, but Candy does not have money to go to Beverly Hills and build herself Villa Rosa with ponies in the backyard but, prancing around in but pink ribbons. But she doesn't live in Beverly Hills. Which is exactly my point. Yeah. Candy cannot afford... No, no, not no. Not that she doesn't want no, to. No, Vanderpump doesn't. That's not a... That's Beverly, Beverly Hills. No, girl. It's LA. She's like out in the hills somewhere. She's not in actual Lisa Beverly Vanderpump Hills. Lisa Vanderpump lives in Beverly Hills. Her zip code is not 90210. 90210 is not the only zip code in Beverly Hills. But like the main Beverly Hills gated area... Well, there's so many areas in LA that are like well, Beverly Hills that sign I mean, and gate. Listen, she does, I think Beverly, she lives on the outskirts. It's I think a lot. They are spread throughout LA. These women, they are spread oh, throughout yeah. LA. Beverly Hills. It's like so, the difference between Soho and Upper West Side. Like it might not be when you live in the real when you, if you're a Real Housewife of New York City, it doesn't mean that necessarily you're you're on a Real Housewife of of the Upper East Side. You could live in the West Village. You could live in yeah. Flatiron. You could live in Gramercy. Wherever. I think it's similar in. But, Beverly Hills, where they live in L.A. proper in some way, whether or not... Oh, yeah. No, she's in proper, but she's right. not in Beverly Hills. It's like in Atlanta. They don't all live in Atlanta. They live in Buckhead. Right, 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 right. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. But I do not think in any way that um, we need to, has... I need you to suss this out and guys, I'm going crazy. if anybody has any tips on her bank account <laughs> or tax records, let me know because celebrity net worth is not an accurate depiction because it has said that, like... People have crazy money. It says like Nini's worth twelve million dollars. Nini is worth a dollar fifty, maybe dollar seventy five. Like Nini is worth like maybe a tall skinny vanilla, skinny vanilla latte, but not a venti. Like that, it's I totally mean, people, off. It says that Candy's worth thirty five million dollars. Girl, no, the, the music, 10. the songs she produced. Here's what I think: ten million. Yeah, that doesn't. But that doesn't bring you millions of dollars. Yeah, girl, it does. No, not... Honey, like, if I can... Every time my commercial airs, I make $500. Yeah, just Evan think also of those other it. things. Yeah, so shout out to Evan, who's well on his way <laughs> to candy money. Now, how much money that is, I have no idea. So, guys, um, shorter episode this week than in weeks past, just because we're just kind of like in your ears and sassing a little bit. I, I, um, I, I, next week, uh, I will 
I will formally review. No. Okay, the screen is going to Boy George's performance, which we heard maybe two seconds of. Okay, so maybe Evan was technically right. I told you. I told you. He was Technicality. Technicality. This does not mean, however, Damien, that I'm taking you to dinner at Candy's old lady gang which will never open it's gonna i'm sure they're looking for a location near some sort of like recently closed sparrow somewhere in atlanta proper guys um such a wonderful week um i wish pk cameos for you all evan's vomiting um (laughs) next week can't wait to discuss whatever's popping um results from my real estate investigation and so Mm. much more and on that note guys have a great week tweet me Hashtag Andy's Girls. Um, let me know your thoughts. Uh, let me know if you've changed your minds a little bit about Zareed, guys. I, it's not just because I met her husband and had a wonderful little photo shoot. I really think that she might be adding, she might have a little bit of fun this season. And I think all of my hate for her is really transferring itself into Eden. Um, don't do drugs if you shouldn't. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>